This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic, but today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries, and with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, all made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Hey everybody, it's Lloyd Spence, and I want to tell you about a brand new Facebook page called The Noisemakers. The Noisemakers page is where our fans can see all of the visuals, the videos of all of our podcasts, web series, and more. That's right. Even this podcast, Talking Noise, you can see me, Kenyatta, and Shake on the Noisemakers Facebook page. See us daily. See all our shows, like Believe in the ACC, featuring myself and Charlie Ward, The Five, Uncorked Wine, and much, much more. Check us out on Facebook, the Noisemakers page, and become a Noisemaker today. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence. And our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. Well, that sound, that music you hear is Believe in the ACC beginning the show. And normally we jump right in. Me and Charlie would jump right in, start talking about ACC. We'd give out quick welcomes and all that good stuff. But... We got some breaking news right off the top. So first, let me say hello to our uh, guest here, Kendrick Haskins from Wave 3. He's fresh off the ride more today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't fresh off it yet. They got to come pick it up. Oh, they got to come pick it up. <laughs> my bad, my bad. I thought you was off the ride, boy. <laughs> I'm out there knew, pushing right now. I knew you'd get a kick out of that. So uh, <laughs> listen, we got breaking news. So let's jump right into that. Uh, normally we'd be talking strictly ACC on this show, but the breaking news is that the Big Ten will be back starting on October 24th. A vote went down uh, over the last uh, few uh, days or hours or whatever, and they have voted the presidents and chancellors in an 11 to 3 vote, which is interesting. Uh, <laughs> that they will return October 24th. So, guys, I want to get your reactions, your immediate reactions, and hearing that news. And also, let's talk about how that affects the ACC and all of college football. So, uh, Charlie, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts in the Big Ten returning back to college football on October 24th? Looks like they'll get in about eight games. Uh, well, I'm happy to see it uh, for those schools, uh, players. Um, I know they've been working 
for quite some time just to get to this point in the season, meaning to play the season, and then they get it, then it gets postponed or canceled. Um, and but I'm grateful that you know they were able to go back in and revisit it um, to see how they would be able to uh, make it safe and also be able to play uh, some games. Um, and now they're at a point where everyone's kind of happy in a sense. Uh, those that have been boycotting and protesting, uh, them not playing, uh, they're getting an opportunity to do that. Uh, some guys have already opted out. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I know we've seen some people, some kids opt back in right. um, after they've done some research or, um, you know, found out, you know, more information about you know their situation and so it'd be interesting to see if uh, any any of those other guys any guys opt back in um, or if they have more guys opting out since uh there's eight games but i think they'll get a chance to uh be a part of the uh, the college football playoffs now uh that they'll at least you know be on schedule to do that which would open up uh one more you know, avenue for teams to be able to have, you know, they, they're still jockeying for that fourth four spot. Right. And, you know, uh, with, with um, I'm, my mind just went blank, Ohio State <laughs> being a, a realistic national champ contender, I know that they're incredibly excited about this. Kendrick, what are your thoughts uh, about the Big Ten opening up and starting uh, league play on October 24th. I think Ohio State having a legitimate shot to win the national championship played a big role in everything because you know you want that money to flow into the conference and plus you want the pr prestige. I mean you got a Heisman Trophy candidate and Justin Fields at quarterback, and so I, I think think that played a big role in it. Plus, I mean you know here in Louisville, you know we're at that that odd in this odd region where we have. Louisville in the ACC, UK in the SEC, and then IU just up the road in the Big Ten. And they, IU's got a good team coming back. They've got their quarterback. He was hurt a lot last year, Michael Penix. And this kid can play. He's one of those guys that he just he jumps off the TV screen when you see him play. He just needs to stay healthy. He got hurt a lot last year. Hopefully he can stay healthy. So I'm happy for that kid because he's one of the nicer kids you'll meet too. So I'm happy the Big Ten's playing. I mean, it had to be aggravating if, if you were a Justin Fields or an Ohio State player. You're looking around. They're playing high school football in Ohio. The Bengals and Browns are playing. Uh, University of Cincinnati was playing football. And here you are, Ohio State, who you can make the cases better than all of them, including the Bengals and the Browns. And then they're sitting at home. Right. So I'm, I'm just happy for them that they get to play and happy for those kids because they really wanted to play, and I'm happy for them. Yeah, so the, the president uh, or the uh, president or the uh, 80s or the, the NCAA governing body of, of the uh, and the governing body of all the other uh, conferences will have to meet and talk about with, whether or not the eight games is enough to, to justify and qualify for the college football playoffs. But I can't imagine uh, if you want to have a legitimate national champion uh, that, I know Dabo Sweeney was having some issues with that, about them not playing the same amount of games and all that kind of stuff. But overall, I can't imagine having a national championship uh, discussion if you have a, an undefeated Ohio State who has gone through the Big Ten. That's pretty legitimate to me. So I would think that they're not going to have a lot of pushback from any of the conferences about them 
playing. So I should be should be good to go. So listen, college football. And one of the things I want to say, because Charlie, you mentioned about the testing. Uh, one of the things that made them come back is that they found a way to uh, deal with the contact tracing, which was, you know, is a major concern uh, with all these schools. And I think it is a legitimate concern. And then also uh, some a, a, a turnaround testing that would, is a little quicker and more efficient than the ones that were already out there. So uh, that was that played a huge part in getting them back on the field. But kudos to the Big Ten. Hopefully, again, like everybody else, they keep everybody safe and uh, we can have a, a finished season. Because it is, again, it is nice to have college and sport, pro sports back. Um, I wish you guys uh, wish you guys could be on my show this Sunday called The Five because uh, I'm going to have fun talking about the Clippers tomorrow. But since we're talking ACC, <laughs> or I'm talking about the Clippers on Sunday, rather. But since we're talking ACC, uh, we'll just stick to ACC right now. And uh, let's jump into uh, the games uh, for this weekend. And uh, we have Kendrick on because there is a massive game, the first, I would say, big game of the year for the ACC, and that is Louisville and Miami. And we have titled this episode, It's Time to Reveal Yourself. So we're going to see who Miami is or who Louisville is, and are they real contenders this year. So let's start uh, first and foremost with a review, so to speak. Uh, Kendrick, you were there um, for the Louisville-Western Kentucky game. What did you see? I thought Louisville looked pretty good. They, um, special teams needs a lot of work. Special teams was atrocious on Saturday night. They mm -hmm. uh, had a had a blocked punt and had another, the first punt of the game, the, uh, the punter just dropped the ball and Western Kentucky, he was able to recover it on the one and score. I mean, it's you can make a legitimate case that if if the special teams had just played an average game, Louisville probably would have pitched a shutout in that game because all three of Western Kentucky's scores came off of blunders on the special team. Really? But they, uh, Mikhail Cunningham looked really good. Uh, Tutu Atwell is getting all the hype that he's, he deserves. I mean, this kid, he's so good. And he's, he's so fast, and he's just running away from everybody. So he looked really good. Western Kentucky kind of loaded up the box against the run. So Javian Hawkins, he had a good game, but not uh, not a great game because they loaded up the box. But they looked pretty good in that, in that opener. I know Miami looked pretty good in their opener last Thursday. Uh, their quarterback looks – as he looks the part. <laughs> extremely athletic and I mean that get athletic quarterbacks give every college team problems especially and it's given L problems in the past and so I, I'm expecting a great game on Saturday. You are listening to Believe in the ACC with myself and of course the uh, great Heisman Trophy Florida State legend Charlie Ward and we are sponsored by betonline.ag and I want to tell you guys the wait is over Football is back, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be on in on the action at Bet Online. Uh, we I check the site pretty much every week just to see what's going on. I, it's a fun looking site. It, it, it's a lot of stuff going on. There's spreads, there's totals, there's teams, there's players and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Don't let anybody fool you. BetOnline gives you more options than anybody else. And again, there's the casino. So if you, you know, if you get that Vegas itch, you want to go in and play a few games, 
you can go there to the casino. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. So, um, so this, I, I, and you know what's funny? I, I wasn't able to, to, to watch the game. I watched a little bit of the game, watched the highlights of the game. But I was not aware that that, that uh, the special teams is where most of the sports, or I guess all the points, it sounds like, came from from Western Kentucky on Saturday. So, really, it sounds like Louisville's defense has gotten better. Uh, has it improved enough, in your opinion, to take the next step to put them in those conversations for an ACC championship or greater? Um, well, I think we're going to find that out on Saturday. Because, I, mean, I mean, it's it's a big jump from Western Kentucky to Miami. I mean, I mean right. don't get me wrong. Western Kentucky, I mean, they won their bowl game last year. They'll probably go back to a bowl this year. They looked fine. It wasn't – it's no knock on Western, but, I mean, you're talking about Miami, who's who's got athletes. I mean, they, they've – you know, they've got people on their third string that's probably as athletic as anybody in the country. And so we're going to find out on Saturday. And we're going to find out a lot about UofL offensively, too, because they're getting a lot of hype. And they played well last year. But, I mean, Mikhail Cunningham, this is his first full year as the starter, or or Malik, whatever you want to call him, because he goes by both Mikhail Cunningham and Malik. And so... Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> He's got to... He's gonna have to settle on something soon, though. Right, <laughs> yeah. he's 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 a funny kid, but they but and then like saying JV and Hawkins, he was he was a redshirt freshman last year, so was, they still got a lot of youth out there. And the offensive line, they've had their ups and downs for years. I mean, part of, they they were so bad. That's part of the reason why Lamar Jackson won the Heisman Trophy because the offensive line was so bad. He's running for his life. And so they've had their issues there. And so that's, I, I'm looking more at that part of it is, is the two lines, the offensive and defensive lines, that they're both kind of retooled and to see how they hold up against the athletes that Miami's bringing. Uh, when you look at Miami, uh, you and Charlie, I'll bring this back out a little bit bigger here. When you, when you guys look at Miami, and by the way, who better to speak about Miami than his former coach, high school coach, Charlie Ward? Look what I did there, Kendrick. Uh, <laughs> uh, when you look at Miami, when you look at De'Aaron King, last year when they played Louisville, uh, Jaren, or when last year when Louisville played Miami, Jaron Williams ripped him. I mean, he was amazing in that game. Can De'Aaron King repeat that, Charlie? Does he have the tools that Jaron had, or is he even better than Jaron? And can he repeat that performance uh, from last year? Uh, well, Derek, or I call him DJ, is uh, he's a special talent, um, as we've seen at Houston, um, and now the first game in Miami. You've you know he didn't have the the passing numbers that you would expect, but you know when you looked at his his bottom line, I mean he was probably over two hundred uh, total. Uh, all-purpose yards yeah. when it came to passing and rushing. And so that's the thing that with a guy like him uh, can kill you. You know, if, if he can get his passing numbers up uh, and then, of course, he's going to run the football, they're going to have him run the football. I'm not a big design quarterback run guy, um, you know, a lot. Um, I think you can, as a quarterback who has mobility, uh, if you can drop back, that is the best time to run the football um, in those types of, types of opportunities. 
And I know Louisville does the same thing with your quarterback. They do some quarterback sweeps and counters and those types of things. Um, I just know that's putting their guys in harm's way. Um, if you do that a lot, and if they're that valuable to your program, you have to minimize that. Um, but I just think uh, DJ, uh, all these guys who are mobile, um, it's tough on the, uh, on the defensive line. And if you have an offensive line that can at least give you a little bit of time and just get in guys' way, uh, that'll definitely, you know, bode well for uh, both of the quarterbacks. But I know we're talking about De'Eric. I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how Louisville handles him. Uh, if they put a spy, use a spy. I know they've most teams do that when they have a dynamic quarterback, someone who can run, watching him. So if he does uh, come out of pocket, you know, able to try at least try to tackle him. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see how he uh, fares in his second game. Uh, we, he's been consistent over his, his career at quarterback. So I don't see anything changing uh, from last week to this week as far as him being consistent and probably improving a little bit. Well, you know, one of the things that look, in looking at Miami, um, what was really fascinating is, is how many people that they lost or lost to kind of opt-outs. And you, we mentioned, you mentioned opt-outs with Ohio State. Miami had a lot of opt-outs as well. The leading rusher, DJ Dallas, decided to opt-out. Leading receiver, KJ Osborne. Leading tackler, Shaq Quarterman. Uh, the cornerback, Trajan Bandy. Uh, Greg Rousseau, who was their sack, kind of like their sack artist. Miami's, now listen, everybody knows that Florida's a football factory. So replacing a guy in, in, in Florida football is not a difficult task. But replacing them and creating chemistry and continuity could be a task. Do you think Miami will be able to do that at, you know, and then be ready for such a, you know, tall task like Louisville in the second week of the season? Uh, it, it will be tough. Uh, it definitely will be tough to be able to replace the guys that you just named uh, because there were a lot of production uh, that you just talked about. And they have some young guys. They have some guys behind them uh, that's probably played sparingly. Uh, but when you start looking at uh, what Miami – um, did last week against um, who was it? Austin P. Yeah. So UAB. I'm sorry. UAB. Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh was Austin. Um, yeah. Pitt, Pitt played Austin P. Yeah. Against yeah. Uh, UAB. Um, it was a tune-up game. That's the bottom yeah. line. <laughs> yeah. I mean, UAB is a, is a good good program. Yeah, good program. They're good, good, good program. They're probably good good match for. Uh, Miami to kind of see where they where they were at that time, uh, but of course having the game under your belt, being able to work through some of your kinks uh, with some of the new guys that you've talked about, uh, moving into the next game, which is a big game uh, in ACC. It'll be interesting to see if both teams. I mean, if if they can hold up against a, another formidable opponent, um, and very similar, I guess, what Kendrick said about Louisville. You know, this is a good test to kind of see where they are because playing those types of teams where you may be better um, in a lot of areas, uh, playing against equal talent that could be competitive where every 
a possession counts. You can't have miscues in special teams. You can't have miscues on offense. You can't have miscues on defense or you'll get beat. Kendrick, you are you have been watching Coach Satterfield for a little while now. So mm -hmm. you're starting to kind of learn who he is and what he is. Um, what do you think the strategy is to stop a De'Ara King and, and slow him down? Well, I, I, from what I've seen of him, you're just going to slow him down. You're not going to totally stop him. They um, what they what they've been doing with their defense is um, Rajay Burns. He he's from Louisville. He played at Trinity. He played his freshman year at Ohio State. He transferred back to Louisville because his father was having health issues, so he came back home. Wow. And he played. He's always played corner and safety all of his life. But last year they moved him down to linebacker. And he's and but he didn't put on that much more weight. So I'm thinking, as far as somebody who's going to uh, be a spy, his most likely going to be Rajay. He's probably going to be spying on De'Eric King. I think that's what you're going to see a lot of that. And then offensively, I mean, Satterfield loves to run the ball. It's, they they run the ball to move the chains, and then the the passing game is is big play oriented. I mean, they hit uh, Desmond Patrick for like a seventy something yard touchdown pass last week. Uh, they've had a uh, new kid that popped on. He uh, uh, JUCO transfer had a big game for him. Uh, uh, Brayton, I think Brayton his name is Brayton Smith. Brayton Smith, yeah. Brayton Smith, yeah. He popped out on the scene. He had a big game uh, against Western Kentucky, and then of course you have Tutu. They they're loaded at receiver, but they more they're going to run the ball, and they say they run the ball to move the chains, and they pass the ball for the big plays. So they're looking for the big plays. One of the things that I'm I'm really excited about about both these quarterbacks because I think for for uh, Mikhail or Malik depending on what he wants to be called <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and for Derek is that this could be a breakout game nationally for both of these guys. Uh, this could be their kind of defining moment. They'll have the spotlight. They'll have the prime time all to themselves. And so uh, everybody's going to be watching. You know, I think the game's on ABC. So uh, this the game day will be here. Yeah, game day will be there. Uh, this uh, in Louisville this Saturday, uh, which is going to be interesting because they're going to be there, from what I understand, like literally be there. Yeah, they so, were um, they were at Wake Forest last yeah. week, and they were in the stadium. From what I saw, they just had like the cheerleaders and had them in the stadium, but they didn't have any fans. But I'm, I, don't, I'm, I don't know what the deal is going to be here. I was going to say, I thought I read and was, was was hearing some rumblings that Louisville was trying to kind of get their fans out a little bit to come to the college game day and bring signs. Yeah, so that, that, that'll be interesting in and of itself. It's uh, <laughs> because they're not having tailgating. So I'm like, and, and that's kind of tailgating, but who knows? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, uh, but anyway, it'll be interesting to see these two quarterbacks uh, matching up against each other. I'm curious to know from you, Kendrick, and even from you, Charlie. I think you, you, you may you may or may not have seen a little bit of Mikhail. Is this is this young man really truly ready for prime time? Is he ready for that moment, uh, it, or is the because one thing about this this kind of game, the bright lights can get you, and 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 if you're not really, if you don't stay within yourself you can really start to press and do things that aren't there. Charlie, we I think we talked about this at the last show. The, the beauty of, of some of the quarterbacks, is, 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 of the great quarterbacks, let me say it this way, is that they can do it on all three levels. They can hit you with the big play, or they can take what the defense gives you, 
or they can say, you know what, this one didn't work. Let's 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 work live to find another down. So do you think Mikhail and by and large Derek, they have those that tool in their bag? Derek's a little younger, I know, but uh, do they have that tool in their bag, Mikhail, to kind of get ready for this primetime bright lights moment? Because these are the kind of games as a young player that kind of make you that that shoot you up the draft board that get people's attention that get the scouts watching you and if you perform well uh all of a sudden you're the conversation so what do you guys think about both of them being ready uh for prime time i'll, I'll uh, well, let charlie go first as he coached the egg <laughs> well I, I think dj is definitely prime and he's he's a quiet assassin as some people he's not going to say much uh but he goes on and handles his business and i think he's you know he, he's a guy who has won at all levels uh of course you know from peewee ball to high school um and now in college you know he's won or been a winner and he He's thriving. He will thrive in this type of environment where all eyes are on him or his team. And he gets an opportunity to kind of cement his name uh, for the Heisman and all these other things. Um, so I know he'll be prepared and ready. And it's kind of what you want, you know, as a quarterback, if you're a competitor, you kind of want, like I've talked about, you want the ball last, you know, to be able to have, you know, an opportunity to, leave a legacy, you know, have uh, lead a game-winning drive. That's the, what competitors do. Um, and so I know he's a competitor, and he's going to be looking forward to this opportunity to be able to play against a quality team, uh, you know, and I just don't expect anything different from him uh, when it comes to his performance and the way he's approaching it. And I'm sure it's the same thing with Mikel. Uh, you know, he kind of came on the scene last year. Uh, had a very good year, and so he wants to try to continue to improve upon what people are saying, um, and that's the only way that you can do it. If you're a competitor, you want these opportunities, um, and and of course you have to make sure that you're not doing anything out of that no uh, what you're not doing normal, because you may not play well because you're trying too hard. And the thing with Mikhail, he's, he does at least have that bowl game under his belt. And, you know, they beat Mississippi State in the Music City Bowl last year. So he did, does at least have that big-time game under his belt. And he's, he's – him and him and DJ sound quite similar, Charlie, because he's one of those guys – he doesn't talk a lot. He's kind of soft-spoken. He's kind of a shy kid, to be honest with you. But uh, he his biggest issue since he's been at, at Louisville – because, like, he came in, I mean, for one – uh, Juwan Puma Pass was was the big time recruit recruit wow. and he kind of flamed out. He's he's actually still on U of L's roster. I don't know if you knew Did that. You really? Yeah, he's still here. Wow. And, okay. And, um, Mikhail's biggest problem is he gets hurt a lot. I mean, like you was talking about Charlie about um, putting him in harm's way. He got knocked out of three, two or three games last, at least three games last year, and um, that's been so they've had backups come in and. Puma's come in, and um, their other their other uh, backup quarterback came in and won the Wake Forest game for him last year. And so Mikhail's biggest issue is just staying on the field. Like they said, the best ability is, you know, is to be able to be out there on the field, is availability. Yeah. And so that's been his biggest issue. But as far as playing and 
and the moment getting too big it hasn't seemed to have affected him, but staying on the field has been an issue for Mikhail. I, I want to ask you, uh, Charlie, you mentioned something, and I, I'd love to get both of your opinion on this. I'll start with Charlie. Charlie, you you mentioned that this this could be kind of a Derek or even Mikhail could have that Heisman moment. You lived through this. You lived through that experience. How do you go on the field and and lock and block that out though? Because you can't be coming on the field thinking about I'm trying to be a Heisman candidate. I'm trying to get my family in a better position uh, so that I can get drafted and go to the NFL. You cannot have that as a thought. How do you block that out and 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 focus on the task at hand? Uh, well, it's really no different than. You know, uh, you having the desire to be uh, the boss of something and, and you're trying to find your way and navigate your way through uh, that process. And so we all have goals. We all have dreams uh, of, of doing certain things. And the only way that you can meet a goal is you have to have a process <laughs> to meet that goal. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what does that look like? Um, you know, everyone has a goal of planning a national championship. Well, the only way you can get there is you have to perform at a high level each and every game. Mm -hmm. And so I know for myself, going through the season, it was about each game, you know, performing at the be being the best that I can be for my team. And of course, help helping my team win the game. Um, and yes, you want the best numbers and you want to have a very good game. Uh, but when it's all said and done, the goal is to win each and every game, be the best that you can be. And if it's God's will for you to win a Heisman or to be in a national championship, you have to go through those necessary steps. You can't skip steps and you have to be consistent. And that's the thing that most guys who win either Heisman or some form of an award or even getting a championship, you have to be consistent each and every week doing the necessary things to win games or put yourself in a position to, uh, you know, be named and those types of things. But when it comes to, for me, when it came to an individual award, that wasn't even on my radar. Um, it was it was more so about uh, playing at a high level so my team can win and doing the best that I can do to help them win. And if it was God's will for me to win an award, you know, that was great. But if not, you know, I wanted to be the best football player on that given Saturday to be able to help me, you know, fulfill the goal of mainly making it to the Nash championship game and winning that championship. Yeah. Listen, I, I was I always wonder about the mental side of the game. And by the way, you can't skip steps. I'm looking at you, LA Clippers. Um, <laughs> but, um, you, um, staying in that process and staying in that moment, and, and I even heard coaches say, it's not even about the game. Don't focus on the game, focus on the play. Focus on every single play. Let's string together great plays. We string together a group of great plays. We've strung together a great quarter. We string together a great quarter. We've strung together a great game, and then we win. And that's kind of how, I, you know, a lot of players look at it. You know, just you can't get ahead of yourself. You just got to stay in that moment, that next step as you were talking about. All right, you listen to Believe in the ACC podcast. Charlie Ward, Kendrick Haskins with us today from Wave 3 News. Guys, I, now that we've, we've talked about the two teams, give me your predictions on the – well, you know what? 
Let's not do it that way. I got a better way. Let's play a little game, gentlemen. Let's play a little game called Let's Pick Them. How about that? So what we will do is we will pick the, the ACC games for this week, and we will uh, start with Syracuse and Pittsburgh. They have 11 a.m. start. Uh, the game is in uh, Pittsburgh. It's going to be on the ACC network. Kendrick, Charlie, uh, who is going to win against Syracuse and Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh coming off a huge win against Austin B, but a huge <laughs> win nonetheless. Syracuse coming off a challenging uh, game where they kind of didn't perform as well as they wanted to. Uh, who do you guys got in Syracuse and Pittsburgh? I'll let the Heisman go first. There you go. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I think they, from an offensive standpoint, defensive standpoint, um, I do believe that they, they have what it takes. Um, I'm a big believer in their quarterback. He looks the part. I'm just still trying to figure out why they don't have a system to where they can, he has to run to the sideline every play. Uh, <laughs> come on, coach. You got to get, got to get a better system from a man. He's going to get tired. But I do have Pittsburgh in this game. Uh, you know, as I said, Syracuse has a lot to work on, uh, but I like Pittsburgh. All right. I, I agree with Charlie. I like Pittsburgh. And Syracuse, I mean, considering all that Syracuse is up against this season, they they performed okay at North Carolina last week. Yeah. But I still got to go with Pittsburgh. It's, they, I think they just got too many weapons in Syracuse. It's, it's going to be a struggle for them this season. Yeah, Kenny Pickett is, is the quarterback at, uh, at at Pittsburgh, and it'll be interesting to see if he runs to the sideline or if he just gets just a few more extra yards. I mean, so, don't they have headsets in college? I mean, in the helmet, don't they have a speaker? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you would think that they just say, man, just slide or something. I don't know. But but I get it. You know, maybe, maybe they know something that we don't know, guys. Maybe they know the backup is not very good, and they got to protect this kid at all costs. So, uh, we, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, even though I really want Dino to get his first win. Probably won't be this week. I'm going Pittsburgh with that one as well. Okay. Boston College and Duke will be on ESPN 3, 11 a.m. Guys, who you got? I think I'll I'm, go with Duke. I watched, I watched yeah. part of their game against Notre Dame last week. And they looked, I mean, they hung with Notre Dame for three quarters, I think. And so I, I like I like what I saw from Duke. They got, they got some good, good size out there, especially on the line. So I, I think I'll, I'll pick Duke in this game. Okay. Yes, I'm going to go with Duke as well. Um, I like the quarterback. I think it's Chase Bryce. He's from, mm -hmm. you know, Clemson. Clemson. And uh, I think he's going to have a, a – a, a second, a better second game than he did first game. But I'm also going to go with Duke because Boston College didn't play last week and they have a new coach. And so there's a lot of newness for them. And so as we've seen, first games can be up and down and having new coaches uh, and new players trying to figure it all out. I'm going to go with Duke. You know, it's interesting. Um, Duke is, a, is, is, is an anomaly to me because they get the most out of probably, and this is not a knock on them, but it's just the reality. They, they have the challenges of the academia, so they can't get the type of player that they want to get. And, but they get the most out of those guys. And, I, and it's, it, they're an interesting situation, if you will. So, but I'm going Duke on that as well. 
Um, I, I just think they they are the better team, and I agree with Charlie. Boston College not having played last week is probably going to show up at some point in that game. Uh, okay, South Florida, Notre Dame. This was in South Bend. It's a 130 time. And I think it's on the USA Network, which is interesting. Uh, <laughs> but um, It's still NBC-ish. It's still NBC-ish. <laughs> like, I wonder what NBC has. Going. Oh, that's right. The Stanley Cup Finals is probably going to be starting, which probably. the Dallas Stars are playing in. Yeah. I'm not watching. You don't care about that. I'm not watching one <laughs> second of this year. <laughs> I live. He just lived. You claim because you live in this in I area. I'm right. over here, right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have not watched one thing. Okay. <laughs> Notre Dame in South Florida. Who you guys got in that with, Charlie? Uh, well, I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Um, even though I have, um, you know, some ties to South Florida. And I think this will be a close game. Um, I know South Florida played last week. And I, I think I saw the score. They, they played well enough to win. Uh, so I think it'll be a close game, but I do believe Notre Dame uh, playing their second game. They'll work out some of the kinks. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Ian Book can get on uh, track as far as passing the, the football, um, getting some of his weapons uh, on the outside, or even his tight end or whomever it may be. Uh, but I do believe Notre Dame win the game, but I do believe it'll be close. Okay, kid, we got me and Charlie are like kindred spirits because I'm going with Notre Dame too. <laughs> well, my part of it too is this Notre Dame is so hard to be at home early in the season. They, I mean, Notre Dame, if they just played half the season every year, they'd be in the national championship talk every year because that's great, you know, great early in the season. Oh, yeah. And so that game being at home and it being a one o'clock, one thirty kickoff too, I, I think I'll go with Notre Dame. Well, like I said on Tuesday, I think Ian has to, has to start stepping up. This is yes. – he can't keep having, you know, the potential game. Like, he, it was, it's, it's almost there. It's almost good. He's got to start breaking out. But I think South Florida might be the elixir that he needs to kind of break out of that, that weird rut that I think he's kind of following himself in. I like Notre Dame in that one as well. Guys, there's no controversy in our pick them today. What's going on? Charlotte <laughs> and North Carolina – is a 2.30 start on ESPN3. Uh, who you guys got in that one, Kendrick? I'm going to go out on a limb and say this isn't going to be a unanimous one. <laughs> <laughs> another, another unanimous pick here. Probably. Probably. <laughs> go out on a limb and say we're all picking uh, North Carolina in this one. I don't think it needs to be too much explanation. <laughs> no, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will, I will go ahead and solidify your prediction. Yeah, <laughs> you are correct. Okay, UCF, uh, who is ranked 14th in the nation right now, uh, and Georgia Tech will tee it off at 2.30 on ABC. They got the uh, early game. So UCF and Georgia Tech, Charlie, who you got on that one? Is this UCF's first game? I think so. Let me confirm that while you're talking, but I, will, uh, I, I think you might be right about that. I'm I'm just a big believer that these first games, people's first game, guys' first games, um, and, and a team they're playing uh, is having a second game where they've been able to have, you know, I just, well, one, I want Georgia Tech to win because they beat Florida State last week, and we can't have, you know, Georgia Tech lose to UCF here in the state. Uh, that wouldn't look good. Yeah. So I'm going with, with that, and I think, you know, with 
Georgia Tech having a game underneath their belt, uh, working out the kinks uh, from a tough, uh, a tough, hard-fought win. Um, I'm going with Georgia Tech. And I want to confirm you are correct. Uh, the Florida International game was postponed on September 11th. So, yes, this is uh, UCF going on the road to Georgia Tech for their very first game. And, and UCF is one of those teams that are constantly fighting for respect. <laughs> and, and so that they, they're going to go into that game with that chip on, that sh on their shoulder. But I'm with Charlie. I think Georgia Tech just wants to be able to play a game in under four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. That would, that would be nice. That would be nice. That would be nice. That's, that's, that's going to be a tough one. I'm giving Georgia Tech the edge. With it. I think this is going to be one of those, whoever has the ball last is going to win this game. I, I think I'm going with Georgia Tech. Well, listen, UCF, I think, has been chomping at the bit. And while I do agree with you, Charlie, that playing that first game, like especially under these circumstances, is always challenging. I, I also agree with you, Kenny, that UCF is fighting for respect. And I think UCF is is, is like the derby horse sitting in, there, sitting in there waiting to get out there and do its thing. I'm going to go with the Golden Knights on this one. The Knights, I think, they, I think they're going to, going to shock the world, which I don't know how big of a shock it is. They're ranked number 14, so <laughs> right. technically they're supposed to win. But I, I'm going to go with UCF on this one, so. Um, another one of those ones where I think this is a pretty easy prediction of uh, the Citadel and Clemson will uh, tee it <laughs> off at 3 p.m. on the ACC network. Uh, do I need to ask you guys who we're picking in this one? The number one team in the nation, the Clemson Tigers. Doesn't feel like this is, feels like they got a lot of quote unquote tune up games going early. What yeah. do you guys think about that one? Yeah, I think the bigger question is how much they're going to win by right. if they're going to win. So I, that's an easy win. Will, will Trevor Lawrence play in the second half of that game? <laughs> that's probably more. Or those, would be the those would be the bets that you can get on bet online. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the ones where you can do during the game, what's going to be, you know, the first quarter score, how many points going to score at halftime with Trevor Lawrence playing the second half, you know, bet on those types of you know, throughout the game. So um, Clemson will definitely win. Uh, and it'll be like, kids would say, how, about how much? Sorry, I didn't even have to tell you to do that. That was fantastic. What a great plug there, sir. He's a Go to that is definitely at betonline.ag game. See all the prop bets. See all the team bets. Betonline.ag, your source for betting online. Well done, Charlie. Well done. All right. Wake Forest and NC State, uh, 7 o'clock p.m. They close out the night on the ACC network. Fellas, who do you have in that one? I'll start with you, Charlie. Wake Forest and NC State. Uh, well, I'm going to go with Wake Forest uh, because, you know, they played Clemson as well as you possibly can in the first game. Uh, of course, Clemson is a, a machine at this point in time, but I thought they competed uh, well. Um, of course, Clemson didn't play most of their starters in the second half, but I just think the Wake Forest, with their offense, defensively, of course, they kind of struggled a little bit, uh, but they've always played tough um, on the Coach Clawson, and and this is NC State's first game. You know, they had a, you know they had postponed or canceled a game, uh, I guess, like a couple weeks ago. 
and I'm just interested to see how they can perform because Wake Forest we know about, NC State we don't know much about at this point, and so we'll see, but I'm going Wake Forest. All right, all right, kid. I know Wake Forest is going to put up points. They, their offense, they they score a lot of points. We don't know that much about NC State, so I'm really I'm like with Charlie. I'm just going to go on more on what I know and and really what I know about Wake Forest is from last year and with that Louisville game last year. I think the final score was like 80 to 60, something insane like that. <laughs> but uh, I know Wake Forest is going to put a lot of points on the board. I'm not sure if NC State can score with them, so I'll go with Wake Forest. Well, I I. No, the NC State is playing at home. This is their first game, and I am going to go back to the first game theory, Charlie. I, <laughs> Wake Forest probably feels as though, as weird as this sounds, that they may have let one slip away. Like, they, like we could have done this better. You know, that's kind of how you feel after you play your first game and you look at the tape and say, oh, right. man, we just would have did that. We just would have did that. So I think they're going to be very ready for – uh, this game against NC State, I agree with you guys. I think Wake Forest is probably going to take this one. So our final game, number 17, Miami. Number 18, Louisville, 6.30 p.m. Uh, it will be on ABC. I think it's 7.30 Eastern time. Mm -hmm. Guys, who do you have in this game? I'll say... That's a tough one. I think I'm going to go with the cards on this one. Miami waxed them last year, so Louisville kind of has that chip on their shoulder from last year. They have a lot returning. They, and just on a side note, Louisville's had had their whole team last week, no COVID, no positive COVID tests awesome. on the squad for last week's game. Awesome. That really doesn't have anything to do anything. I just threw it out there. But but I think the, the way Miami beat them last year, I think that's going to um, sit with them coming into this game, a little bit of a revenge factor. It's at home. I think last week they had 11,000 fans at the game. I'm thinking maybe they'll – Increase that a little bit more this week. Depends on what the governor says. And so I, I'm going to go with the cards, mainly because of what, ha what happened last year and because they're at home. Okay. All right. Charlie, are you, are you, you coach, you coach DJ. Are you, are you picking DJ to win or are you going a different way? Man, this is, a, a, it was tough. It's like a pick them toss up game. Yeah. Uh, because it can go either way. Both teams. You know, a very athletic, well-coached, uh, and two talented quarterbacks. Uh, so this was a really, really tough, you know, game for me to pick. But uh, I'm going to go with um, – I, I would say Louisville because they're playing at home. Yeah. Um, Miami, you know, coming on the road, not really sure about, you know, how the young guys who are – Stepping in for the guys you talked about, how they're going to play on the road. Um, and from an offensive standpoint, Miami, from passing game, really didn't get on track. So it'd be interesting to see, but I'm going to go with Louisville since they're at home and it's a pick em game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it the trifecta on this one. And I, and I think it's all going to come down to really, can D'Eric uh, throw the ball? Because I just don't believe that Louisville is going to allow or their attempt is going to be to try to stop 
uh, Miami in every aspect from running the ball. I think that's going to be the main focus. Slow down De'Aaron King. Slow down uh, Cameron Harris. Slow down Jalen Knighton. Stop those guys because and 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 get them, you know, load up the box and get them, and then trust your trust your uh, secondary to to stop these receivers. So I think Louisville is 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 in is in revenge mode, and they want this one bad. Uh, I think they still got the bad taste in their mouth from what uh, Jaron did to them last year. <laughs> Although, why would you take that out on someone else? I don't know, but <laughs> but but I do believe they're going to try to take it out on Miami. So I'm going to go with Louisville as well. Guys, this has been a lot of fun today. Thank you, Kendrick, for joining us. Uh, you can catch Kendrick. Do you want people to follow you on uh, Twitter or anything like that? That'd be nice. Where can they follow you? <laughs> Where can they follow you on Twitter? I, I take, I'll take the bump. It's uh, just at Kendrick Haskins on Twitter. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Charlie, it has been a uh, great man. I know you, you guys are down there. Uh, in the middle of some weird weather right now. Hope you guys are staying safe and uh, not allowing yourselves to get caught up in all of that. Uh, any final words there for us? Well, looking forward to this weekend, uh, being able to see more football games. Uh, hopefully, I know this is uh, Wednesday and there's tests coming up. And so hopefully we can get everyone on the field on Saturday. Uh, but glad to hear the uh, Big Ten uh, getting an opportunity to play. I know they've been fighting for that piece, and so I'm glad that they'll get an opportunity to uh, play. And hopefully we can rectify all the things as far as the college football playoffs and how many games they need to play to be able to be a part of it. And, and the guys who have an opportunity to play, play well. I agree 100%. We were hoping... I was hoping, I'll say it that way, very selfishly, was hoping that we might hear something uh, from uh, the NCAA in regards to what their plan is for back college basketball. I know that decision, uh, we taped this on Wednesday, so it'll air on Thursday. I was hoping that we would get that decision. Earl this morning, doesn't appear that we're going to get it. I've been checking uh, the feeds and, the, and everything as we've been talking about. You know the NCAA is not going to come up with something. I know, I know, the NCAA. <laughs> God bless them. God bless them. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so we will, uh, if there is breaking news and it's significant enough, uh, we will definitely be tweeting that out and you can go to our Noisemakers page for reaction of what we might, what we think about that. But in, uh, but in the meantime, uh, if we don't hear anything prior to that, you, you, uh, Charlie and I will be back on uh, Tuesday to be able to re, uh, recap the week and everything and get everything lined up for you to go to the next week. So, Kendrick, thank you for joining us. Charlie, I will see you uh, next week, and uh, we will do it all over again. Thank you, guys. You've been listening to Believe in the ACC podcast, and we are out of here. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms. And we will keep taking you 
inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.